Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. And we're here with another uh, student's corner with uh, Kelly Yang. And uh, we wanted to continue off from the last episode where uh, she was giving us some background and uh, starting her first year at, uh, at Rockman. And we want to get into, well, what is that first, ex- first year experience like? So uh, a lot of things that uh, people are wondering about are things like residence, like where to live, right? So, so you were from, from out, of, uh, uh, out of city, so you had to uh, stay on res. And, and that seems to be the, the common thing if, if you don't live in the city, you, you want to be on res. But uh, my understanding is you have to actually pick multiple and you have to do it at the time of application. Can, so can you walk us through a little bit about like that whole kind of first year or getting ready for first year experience. So it starts with res and then maybe some of the other things that you had to do, like like picking courses and things like that and and, and kind of walk us through that, 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 that first set of steps to get started. Okay, sounds good. So for U of T, they do things a little bit uniquely. Um, you can almost think of it as Hogwarts houses. So when you apply to University of Toronto, you actually also have to apply for your residence, which you can just think of as your house. And there's about seven different houses. They all have different personalities. um, And you choose based on a few factors. So for me, because I was applying for Rotman Commerce, I wanted a residence that was close to my classes. Um, And also some buildings tend to house more programs than other buildings. So uh, my college, Trinity College, my residence, um, they house Rotman Commerce students as well as a lot of um, science students and art students. Um, so for me, I wanted to be able to live with other people in Rotman Commerce. So that was another factor of me choosing my residence. Um, another thing that you could consider is uh, the dorm styles. So there's double dorms, single dorms, co-ed dorms, um, and a lot of things to take into consideration. And also architecture. So some of the residences on campus are very new. You have state-of-the-art furniture, um, very good appliances. And some other ones, they may be a little bit older, um, but they're very beautiful. So Trinity College, the one where I live at, people often say it looks uh, like Hogwarts because the architecture, it's like a castle almost. Um, So although I did have problems because the building was old, it made for great photo ops. So those are a few of the trade-offs that you should consider when you're picking a residence. What about uh, the experience? So, so that's obviously the choices that you made before you knew what you were getting into. But now that uh, you, you've had the experience, you've gone through res, are there things that, yeah, I wish I would have looked at this stuff <laughs> in addition to, to, to those things? Yeah, so for me, I wish I would have talked to more students at each of the residences okay. um, because I think a lot of the factors that I took into consideration were just appearance related. And I didn't really understand the culture of each of the residences that well. Um, So if I could go back, I would talk to more people and then see what they thought of their residence, if they liked it or not, um, and if they would have chose differently. Cool. So when you applied, you would have uh, already been accepted into your res. And then uh, I guess one of the next steps is is, uh, you got to pick your courses, right? So can you uh, walk us through like like how many courses did you get to pick? You you probably have a few electives here and there and, and what are some of the options? What are some of the considerations that uh, folks need to start thinking about as they, they select their courses? Yeah, for sure. So it really differs school to school. 
Um, but if you talk to your academic registrar or just go online, there will be a lot of resources um, to tell you what are your mandatory courses and what your electives could be. Um, so for me, I had a list of mandatory first year courses um, and I was able to choose the time I wanted to take them because they were often offered two or three times in the week. And then um, you also have to fulfill your breadth requirements at U of T, which means taking electives in um, areas of study that aren't direct directly related to your program. So this would be like science, math, humanities, um, et cetera. So I use my first year electives in order to knock these um, out of my book. So I took a few courses in geography. Um, I think I took one in innovation just because they were interesting to me and they would also help me fulfill my breadth requirements. And what was your process to choose? So like, yes, there are breadth requirements, but there's probably a whole bunch of them that would satisfy your breadth requirements. Like geography doesn't, well, no offense to all the geography people, but that doesn't seem like it's uh, the top, top of the list. The innovation one sounds a little bit more like uh, kind of mainstream, uh, but yeah, why, why geography? Yeah, um, so usually once you get onto campus, you'll start hearing people say, oh, these are the good courses to take. These are the easy courses to take. And so oftentimes you'll just start taking the courses that you hear more about. And these are usually the courses that are either very interesting or very easy. Okay. Um, so the courses that aren't so interesting, aren't so easy, don't get talked about. And therefore you wouldn't really be inclined to choose them. Gotcha. So like with most folks, the, the, the main criteria is, is it easy? Will I get good marks? Will it help me with my GPA? Or like, is it interesting enough where I can um, sacrifice a little bit of marks or at least be kind of uh, in the middle, but obviously the not so interesting hard courses, uh, th that's I guess for <laughs> only a certain type of the population. So, uh, so selection, it seems relatively straightforward. I mean, there's a few that it seems like you, you uh, talk a little bit uh, to other people about what's uh, interesting. Are there, would there be other things that you would want to consider now, again, that you know what you know, uh, going back, are there other like resources or things that you should start thinking about when choosing these courses or? Uh, Definitely. Um, so if you're hoping to complete a minor or a major in addition to your main program, then you should also look at the requirements for that major or minor and make sure you have the prerequisites for the courses in the future that you have to take. Um, for me, in my first year, I wasn't considering a major or minor at all. I just didn't know enough to be able to make that decision. So as a result, I didn't complete any prerequisites. And then I was very limited in my later years in whether or not I could actually pursue a major or an additional minor. Okay. So part of the, the choice could also be whether or not um, it kind of restricts you or opens you up for any of these um, uh, minors or major, whether you decide to take that uh, ongoing or not. So cool. And, and one of the, the fixtures of, of first year is, uh, is frosh, right? So that, that kind of the first week or the week before school actually starts, I guess. So uh, can, can you walk us through that? Because that can be uh, lots of fun for a lot of folks and a little bit more challenging for, for others, right? So uh, what, what was your experience like? Yeah, so I had a great time at Frosh. I actually had two Froshes, one that was put on by my college or residence, and then one that was put on by my program, which was Rotman Commerce. Um, and both differed in the style of events. The Rotman Commerce one, as you might be able to imagine, was more focused on networking, more professional events, um, whereas my college one was more fun. It was like, oh, parties, getting to know the other people in your residence, um, et cetera. So I know it can be really intimidating, 
to be in a group of people you don't know in an unfamiliar environment. And to be honest, I had that too. Um, it's, it's always hard taking that first step. But um, just remember, everyone feels that way. And honestly, once you start becoming friends with the people during Frosh, you'll be friends with them for all of university and no one will judge you at all. Um, you're just all there to have a good time. So, so when you were growing up, did you make friends easily? Um, I think I made friends fairly easily. Okay. I used to be pretty shy as a kid, but as I grew older, I think just naturally my shyness wore off a little bit. Um, and now I can't stop talking. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out for, for the folks that are more of kind of the shy side. So, so what they need to do is find someone like you to like latch on to so that you can make friends on their behalf. Um, but also uh, like realizing that, yeah, everybody's in the same boat. Uh, it, it's, it's, we're all here to kind of learn and have fun and, and hopefully uh, have some great experiences together. Um, and you mentioned that the, the residents and the program are basically run at the same time, right? So that means you'd have events going on at the same time. So how did you decide which ones to go to? Are there any certain criteria or are there ones that like, oh, I wish I went to this one or like, I wish I didn't go to this one or something like that? Or is it, uh, what sort of other considerations did you have? Yeah, so for me, my priority was more so attending my college events because those were typically the more fun ones. Um, but if there was, say, a club I really wanted to join in Rotman, then I would attend the Rotman event that would showcase this club. Um, so it's important to really just understand what you want to get out of your first year and then choose the events that would be tailored to that. Um, another good thing was Rotman events were mainly between like nine and five, whereas a lot of college events happened after dinner. Um, so sometimes I didn't have to make the choice, um, which was really nice. Yeah, good. And, and really the um, goal or the benefit of that is to try to connect and, and, and make any as many friends as you can and, and hopefully develop uh, a bunch of them into long lasting relationships. Is, is that kind of the, the key? And obviously have fun and enjoy <laughs> time with uh, the different activities that are there. But would you say that that Frosh really that the, the main goal of that would be to uh, start developing those, those friendships? Yeah, exactly that. And I think it's also important to keep in mind that although making friends with your year is very important, um, also try to make friends with upper years. So these might be your frosh leaders or they might be your club execs. Um, but when you meet them at frosh, make sure to maybe add them on Facebook, ask them for a contact and keep in touch because um, the ways they can help in the future will surprise you so much. Cool. So, so we went through kind of frosh, that's like the week before um, class and then you actually have class itself, right? So walk us through kind of the first couple of classes. Was it pretty intimidating like to, to, to walk into the, the Hogwarts style classroom environment, finding your classes? Was it easy to find classes? Was it pretty straightforward? And then, and then when you were in classes, like how did people uh, deal with like, like marks and uh, assignments? Like did they, did they have like group chats and stuff and they, they connected with each other? Um, and, and hopefully there were some, some good interactions in, in that. So uh, yeah, if you can tell us about the class experience, that would be awesome. Yeah, the first week of class is very intimidating and it's very easy to get lost on a new campus. Um, for me, I was almost late to so many classes because I had the hardest time finding out where my classroom was, where my building was and how to get there. So I definitely recommend um, either trying to walk the route beforehand or leaving um, double the time that you think you need in order to get to class for that first week. 
um, because no one wants to be the person that walks in late on the first day of class in a room full of two or 300 people. Mm -hmm. But another good thing about showing up a little bit early is uh, you can make friends while you're waiting for the class to start. So for me, for the classes I, that I did get there a little bit early, I started chatting with people in the lobby. Um, we exchanged contact information either on Facebook, Instagram, um, sometimes even Snapchat. And then we're able to form pretty close friendships that way as well. Um, and we created group chats to help with studying, um, to share our answers, um, to ask questions. So it's really important that you take advantage of those first few weeks and first few classes to make friends. And did you like set up like study groups and stuff like that? Is, is that a thing where, where people kind of hang out and say, hey, let's, let's meet here and, and study? Did, we, did you do stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. So when you first make friends, it's um, pretty awkward to start doing activities together. <laughs> like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. But it's really easy to say, hey, let's meet up to study at a library. So usually that's how your friendships form. Um, you find a few people who are in the same course, you get together, you study, and then maybe after you're done studying, you go grab food together. Um, and then eventually you'll move on from just studying together to hang out together and doing non-school related things as well. Cool. And, and one thing that I often share with folks is, uh, although it, it's very intimidating time to uh, um, make friends and things like that, you also have to be mindful of the, the friends that you do make, right? Because if some of them are um, like very studious and they're, they're uh, uh, going to events and volunteering and things like that, uh, chances are that's the type of person you'll be. But if all of them are just like partying and gaming and um, just just uh, watching Netflix and YouTube and whatever, chances are that's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> so um, being good with uh, picking the folks that uh, are, are like-minded in terms of the goals that you want and, and not necessarily be drawn into the ones that, uh, although it could be more fun, <laughs> might not necessarily serve you in the long run. Um, what, what about extracurriculars? What are some of the things that uh, um, you did in terms of clubs or, or what have you? Um, volunteering, did you do some of that stuff in first year or was it all books in first year? Yeah, so usually each university has a club career fair, which is a huge fair where all the clubs have a booth and they showcase what they're all about. Um, so I attended one of those and I was able to get a sense of uh, what clubs were available at U, at U of T as well as at Rotman. And then I was able to choose the clubs I was interested in. And actually, so coming to university, um, I didn't realize a lot of Rotman clubs and University of Toronto clubs, you had to go through a pretty rigorous interview process in order to become a club member. Um, so that means you help organize events or you're an intern for that club. And uh, it was a little bit intimidating because I hadn't really gone through that interview process before. And um, at the time, every time I got a rejection letter, it was also a pretty sad moment. Um, but you know, the thing is you just have to keep trying and so eventually, um, I was able to find a club that I really enjoyed, which was Enactus. Um, it was a consulting club, basically. And you did pro bono consulting for um, small businesses in the local community. And even though I didn't get into the Rotman clubs I wanted to in first year, I reapplied in second year. Um, and I was able to become an exec member, even without being an intern. So don't be discouraged if you don't get into a club in your first year. And then always try again. Cool. So it sounds like that we got, got through um, most of the first year and that that uh, initial term experience. And if we were to sum up some of the um, kind of stuff that you wish you knew earlier, it'd be 
um, I, I guess spending more time to do your research in terms of like exploring and, and asking folks about like residences and, and their culture and the experience and things like that. Um, attending lots of events, right? So as many as you can, getting out of your shell, uh, whether it be on uh, at your res or for your program or whatever. Um, and then uh, making friends, obviously, but also not just uh, in your peer group, but also in, in kind of the upper upper years. So are there other ones that uh, you, you feel would be helpful or like if you could go back uh, and, and tell yourself, are there other things that uh, you, you feel uh, would, would benefit uh, kind of the, the folks get, getting into first year? Yeah. So uh, in terms of your academics, you may be surprised to find that they're not where they are in high school. Uh, for me, that was a really big shock. In high school, I was generally a pretty good student. I got high marks. The first midterm test I got back, I, it was almost a failing grade. And I was shocked. Um, I didn't expect to be doing so poorly. Um, but if the same thing happens to you, don't be worried. Um, oftentimes there is a big curve from high school to university and you have to change your study habits in order to adapt. Um, so if something like that happens to you, just keep trying and um, make sure you take advantage of office hours to go talk to your professors, see what study methods they recommend. Um, because oftentimes it's not about how smart you are, it's about how smart you study. So I think for that, it was a very big revelation that I made. And after I made that, I was able to bring my academics um, back into where I wanted it to be. Cool. And, and maybe we'll do a, another episode just on academics and uh, kind of pick your brain on some of those study techniques that you found were helpful and uh, hopefully that'll help others. So uh, thanks so much for, for joining us for this uh, other Student Corner episode of the Swike podcast. And uh, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.